Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host, Morgan, and here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments. And today's guest is Danny and Tony, a Disney couple that has their very own podcast, Mouse Park Insider. I was fortunate enough to be a guest on their podcast talking all about our favorite attractions at Hollywood Studios. But now they have come on my show to share their most magical moments. And I will say we had such a great time chatting. Danny and I talk about our love of Sleeping Beauty and Tony defends his love of dinosaur over Indiana Jones, which definitely leads to some drama in their marriage. We definitely talk Disney tattoos and cliche Disney shirts. I also play therapist and couples counseling during this interview, so we just had a great time. Also, this is the first episode I have actually cried while recording. Danny's story is very emotional, so be sure to have your tissues ready because it'll definitely tug on your heartstrings. If you didn't know already, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And if you would like to submit a magical moment to be read on the show, please go to adjustsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. You can fill out the form and submit your story there for it to be possibly read on the show. I cannot wait to read all of your stories, but now on with the show. My very dearest friends, we haven't met in person, but I already feel like we're best friends. I have Danny and Tony from Mouse Park Insider. Hello, guys. Hello. <laughs> hey, how's it going? We are so excited to have you guys on. Uh, Danny and I have a very similar interest in like obscure Disney characters and things like that. So we bonded immediately. I was on their show in January. So definitely go check that out. We talked all about Hollywood Studios and we had some similarities, but also some differences. So that was really fun. And you also introduced us to things we were missing out on at Hollywood Studios. So that was really good. Yeah, like the dry skin on the Aerosmith wall. Ew. Yes. And I sent them a video of it too, just to confirm when I was there a week ago. Yeah, I was like, don't ever touch this. It is what nightmares are made of. Yeah, Danny showed it to me while we were eating dinner. And that was oh, a gross. really big mistake. Gross. That's so nasty. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, just if you didn't hear that episode, please go listen to it. And also do not touch the marble walls in Rock and Roller Coaster, please. Oh, when I was there a week ago, I actually went on Alien Swirling Saucer because you guys just ranted and raved about it. I'm a big Mater Junkyard Jamboree at Disney California Adventure. Of course, it's not open right now. But I went on Alien Swirling Saucer and I'm like, okay, I give this a second chance. Like, I enjoy it's this. It's fun, this right? Fun. And I was with my mom and she loved it. And I was like, don't squish me, mom. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I had a great time and I thought of you guys and I was trying to wait around to hear the When She Loved Me song. That's the Jesse song that's like actually really sad, but they do a techno upbeat version, but I was going to record it and send it to you, but I couldn't, I never caught, got it. So. Oh no, uh-uh. fine. <laughs> you just didn't wait long enough. I get it. <laughs> My mom did love Slinky Dog, and we definitely did that twice. We did it the first day, first ride of the morning, and she was so cute because she'd never been to Toy Story Land. So we did Slinky Dog, and she's like, this is not a kid's ride. Like, (laughs) it goes so high up, and she just had so much fun just going around Hollywood Studios because she hasn't been in seven years. Oh, wow. So we did lot of first that day and just seeing how happy she was like it just made it so much better but maybe so fun from our Hollywood episode so yeah so we have two stories today from each of you which I'm so Mm. stoked about so if you guys want to give a teaser of each of your stories and then we'll go in to ask some fun questions my teaser is going to be uh, pretty simple Uh, my first trip to uh, Magic Kingdom I'll leave it at that I know (laughs) that's a pretty uh, generic magic story but you know I have some reasons behind it so I can't (laughs) wait to talk about it and my teaser is my return to Disney. Dun, dun, dun. It sounds like um, like an Indiana Jones or like a Star Wars thing, like the return to Disney. Oh. Ooh, I want the Indiana Jones theme song like playing behind me constantly. Oh, yes. It's the soundtrack to my life. <laughs> it's so fun. Okay, sidebar, I went to Hawaii and we were in a Jeep and we were going off-roading and we were like going uphill and I, I had control of the music and I put on the Indiana Jones. Oh my gosh, that's a must. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds we like, terrifying it was really really fun and then just the music made it so much more epic and grand i was like this is essentially disneyland right here i feel like that psalm just makes you drive like more crazy like more yes. reckless <laughs> you want some like rocking and tilting and <laughs> swerving <laughs> i hate to say it but i think i might be more of a dinosaur fan than indiana jones oh wow i know oh. And you heard it on Just Some Magic, but Tony and I will be getting divorced now. <laughs> breaking I... breaking Disney community news. <laughs> Couple ends. Yeah, I was East Coast girl, and so I only went to Disney World, and I loved Dinosaur. But then when mm. I went over to Disneyland and went on Indiana Jones, I'm like, okay, this is tough. I don't know which is better. I don't know. I love I both think... so much. I think the problem with Indiana Jones is it's always like it's always broken down and it's so easy to like just you know you go you're excited to go on it and it's closed for the rest of the day or it's closed for a few hours or you're in line for it sorry guys come back later I've yet to experience that with Dinosaur I'm not sure if it's the same story but Indiana Jones is always just having problems I heard rumors a while ago I don't know if it's actually gonna happen especially now with all the circumstances of 2020 and so on. Uh, I heard that they were going to take the Dino Land area and retheme it to Indiana Jones. And since Dinosaur and Indiana Jones are essentially the same track, they just switch it out and oh. make it Indiana Jones. And I'm like, I would not be upset at with that at all. You know, and that could fit well with the theme of Animal Kingdom, like an archaeology type thing. Yeah. I think that'd be a better way to do dinosaurs and history and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Tony's not a fan. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Whatever. We'll see if it actually comes to be, but okay. So before we get into y'all's stories, we're going to ask you some fun questions and there's some that I ask every guest, but there's some new ones I haven't asked anybody yet. So Mm. this will be great. Putting us on the spot. We're your little test monkeys. Oh boy. Well, you guys have your own podcast, so we got to get you with the hard ones. You know, you've, you've probably. Oh gosh. (laughs) 
secret for everyone we just pretend to know what we're doing we actually have no idea what we're doing so you guys are very make it till you make it (laughs) i enjoy again you guys should definitely go listen to their podcast mouse park insider they're so fun and just you bring different guests on and you have so many interesting topics and i hope to do a fantastic one with you guys later which we talked about yes that is definitely in the plan i I had my fantastic blue sheets ready for this episode and then danny's like no this isn't what we're doing today i'm like oh great cool (laughs) bs Awesome. Okay. So the first question, this is a simple one. I ask everybody, but why do you each love Disney? So for me, I grew up um, in Los Angeles, probably about an hour away from Disneyland. So it was always an annual trip, at least with my family. I think the first time I went to Disneyland, I was probably still in a stroller because my siblings are both older than me. And on top of all that, I just, I grew up loving the movies. Every single movie, it would be on constantly on repeat. And I just really never grew out of it. Um, And actually, my love for Disney only like grew deeper. And I used to be in my backyard pretending I was, you know, Ariel's best friend swimming around by myself. (laughs) And it's just like, it's those things that the Disney magic, it just continued in every aspect of my life. And plus, all their movies have animals in it, typically. And I'm a big animal person. So I think that really made me like complete Disney nut. Well, for me, like I kind of grew up, my whole family was kind of uh, just obsessed, like my extended family obsessed with Disney. And I just remember going to Disneyland with them like every weekend. There wasn't like a weekend where I wasn't at the park. And then, you know, growing up with that, that just kind of like became my home. Like it became my my safe zone, my comfort zone. Like it's kind of weird, like the real world. It's kind of like just so like, ah, I'm so panicky and edgy. But whenever I'm at like a Disney theme park, it's like my calming, just like, ah, I'm home. This is this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, like an escape from reality. Mm-hmm. Those are such good, good reasons. I love it. So which parks have you guys been to? So you mentioned Disneyland. Yeah, and we've also been to Disney World. Animal Kingdom is my favorite park. And we also, uh, on our honeymoon, we went over to Europe and did like a two-week European type thing and we were able to spend a day at Disneyland Paris so that was really cool to see that park and you've seen the real because you and me both love Sleeping Beauty so you got to see the real Sleeping Beauty castle yes how was that freaking amazing (laughs) it is um I feel like the Disneyland Paris castle is like the best of both of the U.S. castles combined and it's even better because it's Sleeping Beauty (laughs) Yes, we love our girl Sleeping Beauty. We do. (laughs) And you have a tattoo of Sleeping Beauty. I do, and it's enormous. Um, Funny story, it takes up pretty much my entire upper half of my back. And I did not know that it was going to be that large when I went to go get it. It was a cover-up of two tattoos that I had, two small tattoos. And What's what's his name? (laughs) What's his name? (laughs) They were just poorly done tattoos. So I sat there for eight hours. And by the time that it was done, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is literally my like entire upper back. But I was obsessed and in love with it. So very exciting. I would love to add a sleeve, but I just I can't dedicate myself to any single character like except for our girl, Aurora. Yeah, I need to get on your level of loving her. I've not got a Sleeping Beauty tattoo yet. Yet I know you will. <laughs> I have a tattoo. It's very, very little. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm 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 an artist, so I can't I have to think about it for a very, very long time and make sure I still love it for years on end before I like commit to it for my to my body. I'm a little nervous about it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of- I always tell people like if you have an idea for a tattoo, 
make sure at least for a year you still want it. <laughs> and if mm-hmm. and luckily, if you're booking a really good tattoo artist, typically you're booking them almost a year out anyways because their books fill up really quickly. So you have that time to make sure I really want this tattoo. Yes, and think about it and pl- place it everywhere in your mirror and your refrigerator and your computer. Yeah. <laughs> you love it. So speaking of characters, so not necessarily your favorite because we know we love our girl Aurora, but what character do you most identify with that you're most similar to? So for me, me, I think that it's a mix of two. Elsa, for sure. And I think uh, there's a couple of reasons for Elsa. I think a lot of it is she just, she always felt like she needed to hide herself and not really show who she was. And then finally, she embraces it. And she ends up just, you know, kind of having a degaff type attitude. But she's wonderful. And what she was hiding makes her like so much of who she is and people love her for it. And I think everybody to a point can relate to that, just kind of hiding themselves and then finally growing into who you are and accepting yourself and loving yourself. Plus, one of the producers, um, his son is actually a type 1 diabetic and Elsa was basically loosed upon the son's battle with type 1 diabetes the song Let It Go was based upon the son with type 1 diabetes. I am a type 1 diabetic. So when I found that out, I was like, oh my gosh, Elsa is me. <laughs> I love her so much more. Oh my gosh. Exactly. It's like, oh my gosh, like you're my soul sister. The other one would be Pocahontas. Ooh. And I think it's because she, you know, she's like an environmentalist. <laughs> oh, she sure. she loves all the animals. She loves nature. And I kind of always related to that in my life as well. So a mixture of those two. Those are a good, that's a good combination of princesses. Wow, yours was so great. Um, mine, I'm going to kind of sound like a jerk here, but um, Woody <laughs> from Toy Story, actually, if I have to think about it. Why? <laughs> Okay, so Woody's kind of a jerk, and he's kind of like he's he's a you know he craves attention, and so do I. And when he doesn't get it, like he starts to get really upset. And like I hate to admit this, but I kind of get that way too. Oh my gosh, he's so right. <laughs> I'm kind of Woody, and I'm like I get so upset. Like like even like everyday life, like when I'm at work, I'm like yeah, I'm getting great attention. Everyone thinks I'm great, and then like a new guy comes in and like takes the fire. I'm like wait, no. What no. about me? Yeah. Gosh, that's so funny. Okay, because I've always like in the back of my mind, I've never said this out loud, but like Woody is kind of a jerk. Like if you really watch the first one, like the other ones, he's fine, but he's kind of a jerk. And anybody that said Woody is their favorite quick character, I'm like, wait, what? Like stepping back, I'm like, I'm just going to keep my eye on you. Like, (laughs) but at least you're aware of like that you do need the attention. So that's fine. That's totally (laughs) That is such an accurate thing that you just said about yourself, no, Tony. And, I'm shocked. And, and honestly, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that question at all, Morgan. So like I was thinking about it while Danny was talking. I don't even know what she said. So <laughs> there we go. No, go figure, because no, you're Woody. But like I'm being honest on you. But but you know what? Woody is a good guy though. And like at the end of it all, like he, he is accepting a buzz and everything. And he and I always do too. Like I just kind of, you know, I he take just a, learns a little slower. I take a little bit to warm up to when there's another person that sucks all the energy out of the room. It takes me a little bit. It's like, wait a minute. Oh, I love that. Hey, at least you're aware. Admitting your issues are a first step to recovery. So. <laughs> I, I, mean, I had to be honest. I'm sorry. No, it's great. Thank Literally, you. as he's answering, I'm looking at him like, oh, Woody, I don't like Woody. But then everything you said is completely spot on. I just realized something about myself. Wow. Morgan, you're like a therapist. I know, you're a Disney I therapist. Charge, I need to charge you guys after this. 
<laughs> I'll send you uh, Venmo money. Thanks. <laughs> perfect. It, Disney gift cards is fine. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, that was so great. I love, you know, when people like really think about it because like, you know, we both love Aurora, but I'm nothing like her. I like for me, I feel I don't even think I've said this on the show, but I feel like I'm Jane from Tarzan. Oh, that's a fun one. I'm outgoing. I'm very expressive. I'm bad at telling stories, which I don't know how I have this podcast (laughs) where I tell stories and I have an art background. I like to draw. I love animals. I love nature and just a hot mess. I think that is just why I love her so much. I had her little dress growing up and I had a little umbrella to go with it. And she's just great. I, I love her. She's so she underrated. She is so underrated. I love meeting her in the parks too. I just wish she was like not as put together. Cause I'm like, you're a hot mess. Like, why do you have a sh- both of your boots on? Like you should be missing <laughs> one of them. <laughs> your hair should be all out of place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Next question. Oh gosh. You, you guys are answering me so well. After a major Disney trip, what is the first part of your body to give out? That's a tough one. I, I think I'm going between either my brain because <laughs> I just get exhausted, especially um, going to Disney World and then flying back home and being on West Coast time again. It's like, oh, my gosh, like oh, yeah. we were exhausted and converting over to East Coast and now suddenly we're back to normal and I need to sleep forever. That's what happens when you get old, apparently. Also, my feet. (laughs) Like, I could wear the most comfortable shoes. And at the end of the day, when I take those shoes off, my feet are just like, what did you do to me? Throbbing. Yes. I can totally relate. Especially when you do like 12 to 18 miles in one day. Easily. Yeah. And then with all of the social distancing and the lines and, you know, the ups and backs and the snaking, it's like so much more than normal. And so you kind of get more steps in than usual. Yeah. Like for me, honestly, like, okay. So when we go to Disney world, we come home and the next very next day we're going to Disneyland. So like, I feel like I can't really answer a Disney world trip because I'm just so like jacked and I have so much energy still. Like, and I just, like I crave more Disney once I leave Disney World. But now it's kind of weird because when I leave Disneyland, like just for a day, I'm completely exhausted and my feet hurt. So I guess like just after a regular Disneyland trip, like I'm just tired. My feet hurt, especially having to like walk all the way to the parking structure. <laughs> it's, you know, for Disneyland locals, you know, that's like a that's a journey to get back to your car. <laughs> it's not like Disney World where the Magic Express just takes you back to your hotel. So definitely just my feet. And Danny, the thing about your brain, like I just saw a meme today before this interview that said, oh, when you're like having fun in the parks and then you forget where you, what level and what row you parked on in the Disneyland parking lot, you're like, oh, crap. Been like, there, done that so many times. It's embarrassing. <laughs> many, many arguments have happened at the Disneyland yeah. parking lot. <laughs> many threats of divorce have also happened in the Disneyland parking lot now. <laughs> Not only is this therapy, but couples counseling. (laughs) (laughs) If you were taking a first timer to Disney World with a four day pass, so you're going to hit all four parks, Mm -hmm. which park and ride would you take someone on first? It depends who I'm bringing. I want to say the safari. So I am an Animal Kingdom girl. I want to say the safari if it was someone from my family because they're almost as obsessed with animals as I am. Um, And really, even if someone's not obsessed with animals, that that is an amazing experience, but I'm actually going to say Flight of Passage. Um, I think that everybody can enjoy that ride if you're an Avatar fan, if you're not an Avatar fan, if you're a Disney fan, if you're, you know, just kind of a theme park goer. 
um, or if you're forced there, like whatever. I just think that that's such an amazing experience and it's one that I still, every single time I ride it, I'm just in awe of the beauty of the ride, of the experience itself. So I think that that's something every single person can find joy in. I can confirm that because again, I just went on a trip with my mom and she hadn't seen Pandora for at all. And we are Soren is her favorite ride. And so before going on Flight of Passage, which it was a 15 minute wait the entire day, oh my gosh. which is absurd. I was like shocked. We did it three times. But she saw the bike and she got a little nervous because she does get a little claustrophobic and she was worried what the situation would be up there. So we go on it. Once she's all strapped in and we do the ride, we come off. She's like, that was amazing. Oh, my gosh. And she says, Soren's trash. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, I love it. I remember that story that you posted. and I was like, oh, my gosh, your mom is living her best life right now. And I love it. (laughs) So cute. Like, she's my, like, Disney little buddy. Like, she's up for anything. Yeah, she's my mom and she's older. But she, like, because I was telling her, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to do Mickey Minnie's runaway railway we'll do toy story land i'm like well mom do you still want to do rock and roller coaster and tower terror she goes heck yeah man (laughs) (laughs) so she's my buddy she'll literally do anything with me and it just makes me happy but yes flight of passage i feel like like confirming what you said no matter what the age if you in the technology it's just so beautiful and amazing Uh, mine would probably be magic kingdom because most likely i'm bringing someone from the west coast so how I would do it is I would kind of like do the parks that are like most similar to Disneyland and I would kind of work my way to like, so it'd be probably like Magic Kingdom, uh, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, Animal Kingdom would be like my order. And then Ooh. the first ride would probably be the People Mover. Ooh. Uh, that, that's just, I'm not sure. Like it would depend on what they want to do or if fast passes were around, but I mean, I would take them on the people mover first. Sorry. That's just the first ride you're going on because yeah, I'm selfish and I'm woody and I think I know everything. So, <laughs> And the people mover hasn't been around at Disneyland for however many years. Mm-hmm. Like, that is true. West Coast people know of it, but they probably most haven't been on it depending on like how long you've been going to Disneyland. And so I think that would be a great first ride to take them on. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of see the park and the beauty of Magic Kingdom and why it's so great. That's a good reason. Next question. What country would you like to add to Epcot and why? (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, the only countries that are coming to my mind are ones that are in Epcot. (laughs) Like I'm going through the pavilions right now in my head. (laughs) I'll go first. I think um, an Australian pavilion would be pretty cool. You can have some like good food, some, I don't know. Koalas. Koalas. And (laughs) isn't there like a new movie coming out that's based in Australia, like a new Pixar movie too? Maybe, possibly. There should be if there isn't. But yeah, (laughs) definitely. I'm going to go with like an Australian uh, pavilion. I would love some Australian cast members coming in with their accents. Like I love all Mm -hmm. the different accents, but I'm a big fan of the Australian accent. I've watched some reality TV shows that have it. I try to like pick up the accent and it's, it's so different than British and it's hard to do it as Americans, but oh, I would love that. I'm a big Australian person. Yeah. I I really like your Australian idea, especially after we mentioned the accents. Um, But to bring a different country, just so that I don't steal your answer, I'm just going to say I want an expansion of UK to really have something Ireland in it. 
Um, I feel like it's meant to kind of be part of it, but not really part of it because obviously it's a different country, but they're both so similar. So maybe it could just be like a little section that is all Irish blood. I'm a, I'm fan for that. I'm part Irish. So I'm here for that for sure. Yeah. I'm like a 90% Irish, so it would be wonderful. Perfect. So staying in Epcot, what landmark or location would you like to fly over during Soren? And the more specific, the better. These are very hard questions. Let me think of them. You're so good. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know we were talking to Katie Corrick. <laughs> didn't know I was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Jeez. What? <laughs> He's gold. He's gold. <laughs> um, do you, I, I'm going to sound stupid. Do you fly over the Coliseum? I don't think you do. No. Okay, no, so don't. that's my answer. I think flying over Rome, that'd be fun. And you can like go deep into the Colosseum. Um, because when you're there, you're really kind of on the outside area where like the audience would be. Although we did go down, we we went to Rome during the same trip that we went to Disneyland Paris. We did go down like where the fighters used to be, but in Soren at Epcot, you could go, you know, dive down deep into it, like you're in the center of it and then fly out or something. Oh, I like that. I'm 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 here for that. That would be really cool because I haven't been to Rome and that would be amazing. Tony, what's your answer? Okay. I really I can't think of anything because it's been so long since we've been to the parks and been on the rides. I'm I'm trying to like do a play by play of like all the countries you go over. And the last time we went on Soren, it was Soren over California. Yeah, because oh. they brought it back. So it's been like okay. a year and a half at least. I wish, and tell me if you guys agree, I wish they would keep Soarin' Over California in DCA, or Disney California Adventure, for those that don't know, and then Soarin' Over the World at Epcot, like, just keep those the way they are. I 100% agree. I think that it just fits more. It's Disney California Adventure. Mm -hmm. It's all about California, and I thought that that was weird when they switched it over to the world. I know, and it's, like, mostly CGI, and I'm like, I'm not here for that. No. Yeah. No, No. Well, I like the idea of them separating the lines too. So like you can pick one line, one side's California Adventure and then one side's Soaring Over the World. So you could get kind of a mix of both. That'd be a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's two theaters, I believe, in California that they could do it. I know there's three in Florida. So definitely that would be fun. Um, But I guess, I mean, I'm... If I'm just going to give a quick answer, because I really can't think of anything right now, and I know I'm going to kick myself later, I'm going to say... I'm trying to whisper an answer to you. What are you whispering to me? A Statue of Liberty. Ooh, Statue of Liberty would be great. Yeah, I think <laughs> we should fly over New York City. I was going to say like Ireland, like the the cliffs in Ireland. Oh, Cliffs of Mohair. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool. I love both of those answers. That would be so good. Well, there you go. I had none. Now I have two. <laughs> <laughs> now I want them to add these because like you know you they do the same old same old they should like update it like every five years or something I think Soren could be like an hour and a half long with all the places I want to fly over probably mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I can't afford a flight so and during the pandemic travel is banned so can, Disney can you add all these please thank you you know and that's such a great thing about Epcot too like if you know, you, you get a little experience of each of those countries at the World Pavilion. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's really cool about Epcot and special. Because it's like, I'm a world traveler. Oh, where have you traveled to? This, 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 this. Oh, ha- do you have a passport? No. <laughs> well, I kind of. I have an annual pass. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Boom. I drank around the world. What have you done in your life? <laughs> and it only took me like six hours. <laughs> I love it. Okay. If your home could smell like a specific scent from a Disney park, 
what scent would you want? Yeah, initially I kind of thought like, ooh, pirate water, but I'm like, oh no, that's kind of muggy to have in your home. I definitely would think we have mold or something yeah. going on. You know, I think just the smell of Main Street, all the stuff that they're pumping into the air on Main Street, it just, it, it smells like Disney. And if my home could just smell like Disney constantly, that would be fantastic. Ooh, or Haunted Mansion Holiday. Ooh, yeah. We actually had that candle, yeah. and that was like my favorite candle we had too. We had like a Haunted Mansion holiday candle, and I remember it lasted really long too. Yeah, it did, and it just smells like the perfection of gingerbread and Haunted Mansion. <laughs> mm-hmm. So is that both your answers or separate answer? I agree with Danny, but I also think like a Dole Whip candle, like a scent would be really nice to have too. Oh, refreshing. Mm, yeah, it's very ref- I mean, if it were up to me, I would pick the pickles, but then as Danny likes to say, she'd probably divorce me. <laughs> Because she hates Better pickles. Better I would just, you know, vomit all over the place. It's cool. <laughs> okay. Funny thing about pickles. Like I'm, I can have a couple bites of those pickles that they have at Disneyland, but every time I smell one, I'm like playing a game of where's the pickle, like trying to find it <laughs> if I'm in line or in a crowd. I'm like, who has it? Like, cause it's such a distinct, strong smell that I'm like trying to find the pickle. <laughs> Yeah, it it's disgusting. <laughs> it's it's probably like my favorite. I think it was like we had an episode and I think it was my favorite snack. It was your favorite snack yeah. and you got a lot of gripe from people for that. Uh, whatever. <laughs> we should just have a big mix of all of them. Just throw them in together and see what comes up. One in every room. Mm-hmm. Mine would be the Riviera. I don't know what scent it is, but I just love the smell of the Riviera Resort. Ooh, we- we haven't been there. Does it smell like sweet, like like a croissant or something? Or I, I think so. I it just smells clean and like kind of like sweet, like you said, like a bakery, and it just is so welcoming and warm. And I, the music, I think, in the ambiance, like you guys have to like just give a little afternoon or after one of the park days and just go get like dinner or lunch or a coffee in there it's just i don't know i just want to live in the riviera i want that to be my home <laughs> i bet they have a really good i bet they have really good coffee there oh probably yeah well i think we're gonna um our next trip we're gonna do like the skyliner thing we're gonna like hit up all the skyliner stops i'm pretty sure so definitely this is a really fun question and i feel like tony you might like this as well oh boy <laughs> what is a cliche disney shirt you would hate wearing oh gosh there's so, there's so many, many. Oh. <laughs> I hate all of them. <laughs> they all just, like, I feel so bad for like the people that like got talked into wearing them. Oh, with, like yeah, the a... couple ones, like her beast. That's what I was going to say. Like, those... The beauty and beast one. Like I, I feel love like, you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Both of those are horrible. I feel like the beauty and beast, the beast one, when I first saw it, which was probably at least a decade ago at this point, I was like, oh, that's different. Like it was just a random couple wearing it. And then I saw it again and again and again. And I'm like, I would never wear that. Like, no. And it's just, yeah. Her Mickey, his mini things. (laughs) It's just like, okay, we get it. You're a couple. It's cool. Like, like, I love love when they have the arrows and it's actually pointing at their own direction when they're walking next to each other or something. I feel like we could do a whole episode on your podcast about Disney shirts. Oh my gosh, we could. We really could. Every time I talk to you, you give me new ideas, Morgan. I think very odd things. Like this is what goes on my brain in a regular basis. I remember, what were the other big ones? Like the universal ones? I mean, the thing one, thing two shirts. I remember those were a thing for a while. And 
I mean, just those shirts. I mean, you, you know, it was like one person's idea and the other person just kind of like went along with it. Like, yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only, I, maybe I should rephrase this question, but what is a cliche Disney shirt you wouldn't mind wearing? Like I love seeing when you see a dad or like a little brother saying princess protection program and there's a daughter or a mom like dressed up kind of princess like, and there's like, it's so sweet. I, I've I like never that. seen that. That sounds – that's adorable, especially if it's like a father-daughter. Like, that's yes. cute. She's all dressed up in her little bibbidi-bobbidi boutique thing, outfit all done up. Like, that I I approve of. That I think is yes. adorable. Cliche, like Disney – like, does it have – it doesn't have to be a shirt, right? Like, I would wear, like, Mickey gloves or something like that, I think. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Like Florida in the summer? Right. I mean, if I got them, sure. Like, I don't, I don't know. First off, I'd never go to Disney World in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> true. very, very. I true. couldn't do that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I actually like. I like to buy my shirts now from like small shops and stuff. So, like, any shirt I get, I try to like stand out a little bit more. Or, like, think of like something that I know it's weird, but like I like to kind of you know get something different that you don't see a lot of and help small shops out too. So for me, like. The cliche shirts, like, I don't know, like, I can't think of any that I would wear. Yeah, small shops are really creative, and I definitely like giving them my money because they do, they put so much more love into it than these mass-produced Disney shirts and ears, too. Like, small shops do way better with ears, but. Yes, I think um, I only have one pair of actual Disney ears, and I never wear them. All the other ones are small shop. There's so much more love and details and, like, fun little add-ins and sparkles and different fun fabrics, like. I'm a fan for that. Okay, so any final answers? A shirt that you would or would love to wear or hate to wear? Do spirit jerseys count? Are those cliche? <laughs> you sure? That could work. Tony's got a sparkly one. I do have a sparkly one, actually. <laughs> Ooh, with glitter all over it. I love that one. <laughs> it's my favorite spirit jersey. It was like the the Halloween Disneyland one and like the candy corn and like the glitter is supposed to be like the sugar coming off of the yes. Disneyland. I know exactly which one you're talking about, and I like that one a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'm trying to think. Like, I think um, I think it's cliche to just match, period. Um, not, not hating on it, but I do think that it is a little cliche when you've got, like, your outfits matched to your significant other. However, we have done that. I have convinced Tony to do it at least a little bit. Um, not to the point where we're wearing matching shirts, but like for Hollywood Studios, when we went the first time for Rise of the Resistance, we were both wearing a Star Wars shirt and they were from oh. the same small shop, but one was a black one, like Millennium Falcon based. And then mine was a white one with like the Empire on it. So it was like matchy enough without being like, oh, you guys match. Yeah, no, that sounds perfect. Like, that's just the right amount of matchy matchy that we want. That's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, it's like the same theming. So there you go. <laughs> if you guys want to know if you're matching too much, just, you know, hit us, you know, message us on Instagram. <laughs> we'll let you know. We could do a spinoff of what to wear and what not to wear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd actually be pretty funny. Okay, I have three more questions because these are, you guys are answering these so fun. Okay. okay. So I kind of gave you a little warning about this question, but... How long is too long to wear a birthday button? And it, your answer can change from annual pass holder to visiting once in a lifetime trip. So how long is too long to wear a birthday button? Um, I mean, personally, me, I would say like, I'd go with the month, your birthday month. It's a okay. month? Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to go with the whole month. <laughs> Tony's a diva about his birthday. Unless your birthday <laughs> lands on like the 
you know, the second half of the month, then the next month you can wear it. Oh my gosh. As well. <laughs> so is that like, if you're, if you're a local and you're going anytime during the month, you say you can wear it all the whole month, or is this for someone who's out of town and your trip just randomly falls within your birthday month, you can wear it? Oh no, that's for locals. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get, for so for people that don't know, definitely get like the Disney button at city hall because going to Disney on your birthday is amazing. Like <laughs> you have so many cast members. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And the Woody in him comes out again. Oh, <laughs> and sometimes you'll get like a vehicle to yourself, things like that. So you definitely get the hookup when it's your birthday. My gosh. Um, I would say if you're a local and you're going like on your birthday or on your anniversary or on your first visit, the day of that's it that's what's acceptable to me um maybe you can push it to the week if you're like visiting on a different day or you're on a vacation and it's your first trip for your vacation or it's your entire birthday week but i think a month might be pushing it definitely definitely scrooge (laughs) scrooge my logic and I feel like Danny you're kind of the same way is like if I'm wearing my birthday button and like us who go frequently I only want to wear it like on my birthday or that week because I don't want to in my mind I'm not Woody but like take the magic away from somebody else like and also on the same note on my birthday like I'm trying to find someone with the exact same birthday as me so if everybody's wearing it throughout the whole month like and I ask them like oh is today your birthday they're like oh no it was two weeks ago or one time I my birthday's in December I asked somebody oh is it your birthday they're wearing a birthday button my birthday was in August oh my gosh which is the whole reason why I started this question because that kid's like yeah my birthday's in August I'm like well that's not fair what a cheater (laughs) I know I'm like you're taking some possible free churro from some kid's birthday like whose actual birthday I don't know that's my my logic on it (laughs) oh my gosh last year um my my birthday's February 1st like almost like a year ago we went on my birthday and this guy just came right up to me and like started singing to me and it wasn't like your traditional happy birthday song he's like is it your birthday I'm like yeah dude and he's like can I sing to you? And I was just like, oh, And it man. wasn't a cast member. We were just sitting there like taking photos of the castle with uh, another couple friend that went with us for the day. It was really awkward. I definitely got a hidden camera video of that. It was just, <laughs> and, and like the whole time I'm just like looking away from him because I'm just, I'm so embarrassed because like he, like it was really nice of him to sing to me, but like I thought he was going to be really good and he was really bad and he was singing really loud. And it it like made a crowd gather around us like, what's going on? Oh my gosh, ew. I've had like multiple people sing to me at the park that weren't cast members. Like I've had like random people come up to me and like just sing like random songs to me and I'm like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) Do I look approachable to you? It's really scary. (laughs) I love it. Oh my goodness. So last question and you might need some time to think about this. But what attraction would you be devastated if they demolished during your lifetime? Updates and improvements are acceptable, though. This is a this is an important question. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, there's so many that like hit home because you know just growing up with the parks, it's yeah. like you know it's like you know hey, um, it's part of your childhood, and you know it has happened. Like there's a lot of rides that you know, especially being at Disneyland that I've lost over the years. I would say, 
I'm trying to get away from Animal Kingdom because obviously the safari needs to stay there forever. And if it didn't, I would protest. But I'm going to go <laughs> with an original, um, a more original attraction, at least, Haunted Mansion. So for me at Disneyland, Haunted Mansion is the end-all, be-all, best ride there that makes me feel so Disney. Like, it's just everything that I love about Disney in that ride. Um, And there's so many memories and nostalgic factors for me growing up and going on that ride. I was not a kid who was ever afraid of Haunted Mansion. Um, I was always excited to go on it and hopefully had a ghost follow me home, although I guess they never did. Although who knows, maybe they're here right now. But I think Haunted Mansion, that needs to stay and it needs to stay as true to its original form as possible at Disneyland. I am going to go with Spaceship Earth, actually. I know that's kind of maybe not a common one for a Disney local, but I think Epcot's like um, Pirates, their Haunted Mansion. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's their, you know, their attraction with all the animatronics and has like the most Disney feel at Epcot. And I think if you were to get rid of that piece of like history and that ride, Epcot wouldn't be Epcot anymore. Like before I ever went to Epcot, I remember seeing Spaceship Earth and I'm like, what is in that ball? Like, what is in that thing? Like, why is this here? Like as a little kid. And then finally, when I got to experience it, I was like, I had the same feeling as like when I went on pirates or haunted mansion or something for the first time it gave me that old school disney feel that you don't get so much in rides anymore because technology has improved but you still just get that old school like disney magic i guess when you go on spaceship earth and what did you think of the updates that they were going to do to spaceship earth before the pandemic started i'm all up for updates to be honest with you like i understand that that does have to happen um i mean it it really it was just gonna depend on how it was um what they included what they included and what they got rid of (laughs) and what they got rid of it it was just you know you never know what you're going to enjoy with disney until you see the final product like you know for instance like i think we were talking about um smugglers run when you were on our podcast like we were all so hyped on it and excited for it and then you go on it and it's like oh okay well i'm not doing this again so yeah you never know with disney absolutely and i I definitely agree with both of y'all like those are great rides and I I have a big love for Spaceship Earth and you like that same feeling when you're a kid like what's in there you can go in there like what I think even adults too that don't know like you can go in the Epcot ball I think is just mind-blowing in and of itself even though it's not the most high-tech ride or like Rise of the Resistance it's still it's a good opening to Epcot if you're going in the main entrance like it's a good stable amazing ride yeah i had that feeling at 29 or 30 years old when we finally went to (laughs) disney world for the first time (laughs) well and that has such a great soundtrack too i listen to this that's one of the soundtracks i listen to all the time too that's good Thank you guys so much for answering all those questions. I know I'd probably stretched your Disney brain a lot and we've done therapy, couples counseling and (laughs) all of that. But now I'll let you guys go since you have both each a story. Uh, Tony, if you'd like to go first and share your most magical moment. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, My most like magical moment was going to the Magic Kingdom for the very first time. I mean, I know that's kind of one that a lot of people have, I'm sure, you know, your first time at Disney, yada, yada. But, you know, for me, 
I'm a Disneyland local. And when I, the first time I went to Magic Kingdom, I finally talked Danny into going to Disney World. And when I entered the gates, it just, I had an old school um, Disney feel when I went to Magic Kingdom because there were so many attractions that Disneyland had gotten rid of that I hadn't experienced since I was a kid or even like, you know, um, not at all. So for instance, uh, the people mover, Disneyland got rid of the people mover, Magic Kingdom had the people mover and it, it filled a void that I was missing so much in my life, I guess. Also the country bear jamboree. That was something that me and my family did like every trip. And it was something Disneyland got rid of to replace. Um, they put Winnie the Pooh in its place. Big mistake. <laughs> So yeah, so there was that. And then also the Carousel of Progress. That was actually my grandma's favorite attraction and my aunt's favorite attraction. And that was something that I never got to experience because, you know, they shut it down at Disneyland. I think they put like America Sings in there to replace it. And, but I always knew the song. I always knew that it's a great big beauty. Like my aunt would always play it. She had it like on a CD. So like, I always knew the song. I just never knew the attraction. So finally being able to like see the attraction and everything, it just... It brought back so many memories and Magic Kingdom to me has such like a nostalgic uh, feeling to it. So I feel very like at home at Magic Kingdom, even more so than Disneyland, as weird as that is, just because it has so many attractions that I just I love. And I think if I like I had to rank between Disneyland and Magic Kingdom, like I feel like Disneyland's like still my favorite park, but like Magic Kingdom, I feel more like at home and it's like almost like I'm visiting my family for the holidays kind of when I go to Magic Kingdom in a weird way. Oh, I love that. And how old were you when you first went to Magic Kingdom? Oh, I was old. <laughs> I think our first time was like a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's awesome. I know. I always told Danny, I'm like, Danny, let's go to Disney World. Let's go to because we do like, you know, a yearly vacation. She's like, oh, we have Disneyland. We don't need to go to Disney World. I'm like, no. I was so wrong. <laughs> we do. We do. And then finally, I think like. We were, it was like three years ago, I think. We were planning our next trip, and I'm like, let's go. And then she's like, okay, fine, fine, I'll give in. And then now it's like every year we have to go to Disney World. I think the hardest thing to do is explain Disneyland to someone who's only been to Disney World and like uh, explain the value of Disneyland and how magical it is. And then on the opposite spectrum, explaining someone that's only been to Disneyland how grand and big Disney World is. And like they just can't wrap their head around like it if you're so used to just Disneyland and DCA being like a football field away from each other it's just totally different experiences and I totally agree and like I think I had a similar feeling going from Disney World to Disneyland for the first time like four years ago so I definitely can relate to that and like I feel like once you've been to Disney World and you go back to Disneyland like everything at Disneyland just kind of like feels smaller in a weird way and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because it is for locals and it is like the home, like the first Disney theme park. But like you just it, you get a different feeling and appreciation for Disneyland and Disney World once you've been to both. Mm -hmm. it, they do feel very different, even though they have so many of the same attractions. There's just a different feeling when you go to both parks. And anyway, so, yeah, that's my story. I can't wait to go back and sing with the country bears and go on the people mover. <laughs> Because you guys haven't been to the parks and because you're in California, you guys haven't been to the parks in almost a year, probably. Uh, it's been just over a year as of this week. Well, no, I think <laughs> March, March or February was the last time. Oh, we went Disney to World Dis was Disney a year Land. ago. Disney yeah. World was a year ago. Disneyland, we went in March right before it closed. And yeah, that's like it. a week before. Yeah. And then uh, 
yeah, we do have a trip planned for the 50th though. So we'll see what happens there. We need to get you guys back. I want to I want to hang out with you guys in the parks. So we'll get detoured to Neverland and we'll all we'll have a great time. Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're going to be there for like two weeks, so can't wait. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your most magical moment. Danny, would you like to share your most magical moment? So for me, um, it's a little convoluted, long story that I'm going to make short-ish. So it's my return to Disneyland. So I did grow up, like I was talking about with my love of Disney, I did grow up going to Disneyland. I did grow up loving Disney. There was a small, dark period of my life where Disney only brought me sadness, (laughs) and I will explain why. Um, So in 2007, I met my best friend Lacey in a, of all things, Disney MySpace group. (laughs) And she ended up back in MySpace. I'm really showing my age here. She ended up living probably about like a half hour away from me. So we became really good friends. We were interested in the same music scene. And just we had so much in common. And so we would go to Disneyland all the time together. We'd go once a week. And she, right before I had met her, she actually had had a liver transplant. Um, She had a hereditary disease, that uh, liver disease. So she had just had a liver transplant. um, And four years later, unfortunately, after meeting her, it's crazy that I only knew her for four years because we were so close. We were like soulmates in every sense of like the best friend Disney type word that it could possibly be. She was, I like to say she was the aerial to my Aurora because we both actually got our Disney tattoos together. So I got my big Sleeping Beauty tattoo and she got her aerial tattoo. So four years later, after knowing her and having this wonderful human being in my life, she actually went back on the liver transplant list. Her liver started failing her and she was living at UCLA hospital for the last three or four year, uh, three or four months of her life. So in September 2011, unfortunately, she passed away. I don't know if I was just naive in not realizing what was going on because we were both 23. So we were pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it was just her constant positivity that she didn't let me in knowing how bad it was. But when I got that call uh, from her family the night that she passed, it was just unbelievable. Um, I couldn't breathe. I really just could not breathe. And it's been 10 years and I'm still sad thinking about her, but also happy. There there comes a point where you start to find the joy in all of it. And there's not a moment that goes by that I don't think of her. My whole point with this, since she was my Disney partner, like for everything, we would go to the D23 things. We went to the animation uh, studios to be able to see Princess and the Frog before it came out in theaters. We would always go to the Disney store together if we couldn't go to Disneyland. Like we were just obsessive together. I I couldn't go back to the parks after she passed away. I just, it brought sadness to me. The thought of even going through Disneyland gates without her. um, It was just kind of an emptiness. So I let my pass expire for the first time in my adult life, um, which at that point, you know, I was only 23, so it wasn't that long. But I had had a pass for for so long at that point, and um, I did not renew. I did not want to use my pass, and so I did not go to Disney for almost a year and a half, I think. I didn't watch Disney movies. I didn't, uh, you know, I think Frozen came out around that time, and I was like, nope, I don't even want to watch it. 
I just had no interest. It was just, it was sadness to me. And Tony (laughs) came into my life. We had known each other since we were 17, also through MySpace. Like MySpace apparently (laughs) plays a very large role in my life. Who knew? (laughs) But Tony and I just, we were always kind of friendly. He always, I'm going to say it, you always pursued me and I always said no. (laughs) I just want to say thank you, Tom from MySpace for bringing me to Danny. (laughs) Um, So we ended up... Without Disney in my life, I really, my new hobby was hockey. And I I grew up loving hockey too, but I, every aspect of my life became hockey because it wasn't anything that had to do with Lacey. Um, So we happened to actually both be at a hockey game at the same time. We met up and he convinced me to go out with him finally. We're at the Sailor Jerry bar. We were. So he finally convinced me to go out with him. I said, fine. Yeah. He's like, I'll take you to Disneyland. To which I was like, uh-huh, sure. Like, Tony was such a, <laughs> you were just always such a flake. So I, I was like, I it's always, not going to happen. I always told people what they wanted to hear. And then, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was the end of 2012. Things progressed pretty quickly with us. And by Valentine's Day 2013, we we went to Disneyland. And it was my first time in almost a year and a half that I was back in the parks. Actually, over a year and a half, because I think my last trip with Lacey was August 2011, maybe the month before. Anyways, I digress. Um, So I was, you know, kind of nervous going, worried that I was just going to be so distracted. And here's this new guy that I'm falling in love with already. And I don't want to be like this basket case of emotion in front of him. And as soon as I walked through the Disneyland gates, there was, it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders. And it felt like I was home. And I, I felt so much closer to Lacey than I had since her passing. I I felt her spirit there and it was not sadness at all. It was so happy and I felt at home. And by the end of that trip, we actually got our annual passes together and they have never lapsed since. So I got back to Disney. We went constantly that trip. We also went to DCA and I rode the Little Mermaid for the first time. Uh, which I was also very nervous about just because she was the aerial to my Aurora. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard. But again, I I was just smiling through the entire ride. Um, I, I just felt so close to her and that emptiness in my heart was filled. So then I, I, I started loving Disney even more because it brought me so much closer to something that I missed so much. So I like to say that Lacey brought Tony into my life because she knew that I needed him. And Tony brought me back to Disney because he knew that I needed it. That is so beautiful. I am crying over here. Like, (laughs) that is such a beautiful, magical moment. Like, (laughs) I need a minute. (laughs) We all have our Disney best friend, our Disney soulmate. And I couldn't imagine, like, not having that person around. But, oh, gosh. It was, um, it's still, it's hard, but you know, you, you live for them. And I know that like, I I can't believe that I even like uh, am in the Disney community or doing a Disney podcast or a guest on your podcast, because these are things that she would have been like, you've got to do this with me. Like, come on. And I would be like, no, like, we're not going to do that. But I feel like with her emptiness and her lack of being able to love Disney and go to Disney and experience things, uh-huh. I've gone tenfold with mine where it's like, no, I need to do this for me and for Lacey. Like I've got to, oh. you know, so it's it's just made me love Disney so much more. And I feel even more connected to it just from the loss that I experienced, but what Disney was able to 
bring me in my life. If it were not for Disney, I would have never had her in my life. And uh, she made me a better person and she made me um, uh, expect more from other people in my life and not accept the bare minimum from people. And I have never met an individual that was as good as her. So Disney has brought so much joy into my life. And it, it took a while for me to realize that it wasn't pain and it was joy, but God, it is so much joy. So I'm, I'm so happy to, to have had Tony bring me back to Disney. <laughs> Because I don't know what I would do without it. I don't know where I would be without Disney. I'd be really boring. <laughs> so yeah. I remember there was a point, like, I think after Lacey passed, where, like, I met up with you somewhere. Like, I think we were like, and I'm like, oh, do you still go to Disney? You're like, no, that's for kids. I'm like, oh, crap. Okay. Oh, no. What happened? <laughs> I disguised my my hurt with anger, apparently. <laughs> yes. I was like, oof. Okay. Well, I'm going to go back to the party now. Talk to you later. So everything just happened the way it was supposed to happen with meeting Tony and then Tony taking you back like that is just so beautiful and she was so special and so impactful and I love that you like you just do Disney that much harder I'll say because of her because you got to you know do it for not only yourself and and her like that's just amazing and that makes me so happy and I want to meet her I wish I could have met her and I bet she's you know, listening to your podcast, you know, and seeing all the fun things you're doing. And I bet she loves all of it. I think she's hanging out with Walt Disney like constantly. <laughs> she's definitely like bugging him, like tapping his shoulder. Like, hey, hey. They're probably best questions. friends. I got questions for you. I have you. an idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh, that's so fun. Oh my gosh. That was such a beautiful story. It got me so emotional. I've never like cried on the show. I've definitely had some like listener stories where I've gotten emotional and I was just, you know, able to re-record, but that like hit me in the feels. That was a, an amazing story. Thank you both for sharing it. I already know what I'm going to call your episode, The Return to the Parks. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, thank you for letting me share it. I mean, I, it, you know, it's something that was difficult for a long time to talk about, um, difficult to obviously go to a place that I loved. But now it brings me so much happy, happiness whenever I'm able to talk about her. So um, it, it's like therapy. Look at you being a therapist again, Morgan. What is this? What is this show that I signed up for? you all be my therapist because I'm the one crying too. <laughs> but no, I, I'm so happy to be able to talk about her and uh, kind of just continue to share the Disney joy in a in a different way. I'm I'm honored that you are sharing that story with us both both you and Tony. But thank you both for being on. I absolutely adore talking to you guys. I feel like we could talk for hours about anything Disney. Um, and you guys are just so fun. And I we need to meet in person. That's what needs to happen next. <laughs> um, I know that it's going to happen. That's going to be a goal for 2021. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. But um, any last closing thoughts or anything you guys want to say before we close out? Just for me, you know, thank you so much for having us. I always enjoy talking to you um, and I enjoy being able to talk about our Disney stories. And hopefully uh, I can think of more to give you some more stories oh. that hopefully are decent enough. Oh, <laughs> but thank you for being the uh, Briar Rose to my Aurora. Is that good? <laughs> yes, I'm very OK with that. I love that. <laughs> And um, where can everybody find you? Drop all your information and your podcast and all of that so everybody can go listen to your show. Yeah. So we are on Instagram, Mouse Park Insider, all one word. We have our podcast available basically everywhere that you could possibly think to listen to a podcast. It is called Mouse Park Insider, and that is where you will find us. 
yeah guys um thank you morgan for uh having us on we had a really good time and uh can't wait to have you back on our podcast and um yeah talk more like you said we can talk for hours and uh that's what we look for so (laughs) awesome thank you guys listeners stories that you the fan sent in if you would like to submit your story to be read on the just some magic podcast please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic tab this story was sent in by allison m When I enrolled in my master's program, I was extra nervous because I was moving 12 hours away from home. On my first night of class, I met my best friend, Paige. Paige had grown up in Orlando as a local and was excited to show me around. We both bought an annual pass to Disney and spent the year exploring Disney. Some of my absolute favorite memories are the ones in which we would go to Disney to blow off steam. On Saturdays, when we would get tired of writing our 20-page paper, we would look at one another and go, want to go to Disney? Our usual trip was to go to Animal Kingdom for an hour before the park closed and try to ride Expedition Everest as many times as we could. We did it so often that the cast members started to recognize us and let us pick the back of the coaster to sit, which was the best spot. There's honestly no better stress reliever than screaming out your frustrations on a few roller coaster rides. When I look back at this time, I continually think about how happy I was at this time in my life. Disney helped my bestie and I get closer. I will never forget the happy moments I spent with her at Disney. The story was sent in by Lane V. This magical moment happened on our 2010 family vacation to Walt Disney World. This was actually one of the few trips that all 12 members of our family had been able to take a Disney trip together. This magical moment happened in line for Cali River Rapids at Animal Kingdom. At the time, Disney World was still using the paper FastPass system, and there were usually cast members spread throughout the line to make sure your fast passes were for the time you arrived. Well, my grandfather had ended up standing in between the standby and the fast pass line for the ride. All of a sudden, we noticed people starting walking up towards him, showing him their fast passes for the ride, and he actually was pretending to check them. Then he started asking people if they had their fast passes, and they were actually pulling them out to show him. One lady was so nervous, she was hurriedly searching through her purse to find them. He even had a lady ask him where the bathroom was, and he directed her to it. I still don't know how anyone could have thought he was a cast member, but it was cracking me up the whole time. While it was such a great trip so far, it was a memory that brought me so much joy, and we still talk about it anytime all of us are together 11 years since it's happened. had such an amazing time interviewing Danny and Tony. Again, they are from Mouse Park Insiders, so be sure to go listen to their show. And also, if you would like to help support this show, Just Some Magic, if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give two minutes of your time to leave a written review, it truly helps new people discover this podcast, and I would greatly appreciate it. Also, be sure to share with some Disney friends. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe. And if you have a magical moment, please go to justamagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I cannot wait to read all your stories, but until next time, bye. Bye.